Eon Karras. This is Satya, and you're listening to, to Love, Love, Sex, and, and the, the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in. And I think most people know what she's going to talk about, so... <laughs> because sex sells, right? So we have seen the, seen the webpage. Come on in, girl. It's obvious. Thank you. Nice to be here with you all. Yes, the topic today that I want to share with you is love, sex, and the hidden agenda. And my beautiful friend, Guru Nishan, is handing out a piece of paper. Did everyone get a piece of paper? Do you have a pen? Um, I'm going to ask you to, uh, yeah, please raise your hand if you need one. I'm going to ask you to uh, do a little exercise with me on free association with words. So I want you to take your paper and divide it into three by the front page being split into two and the back page being the third. So you can have love, sex, and on the back side, hidden agenda. Okay? I know some of you are gonna get super creative and rebel and wanna do it your own way and that's absolutely fine. <laughs> I just ask that you separate the words love, sex, and hidden agenda. Okay, so get your piece of paper. I think we need some over here. You can hear me better like this? Okay. Yeah, over here also. Awesome. So I want you to just uh, take a moment to free associate. Like when you hear the word love, what other words do you hear? Images, names, sensations, and just start writing them down under love. It could be the meaning, the value, whatever pops into your mind, love. Sorry? The, yeah, love, sex, hidden agenda. So if you just got your paper, divide it first into three and title, title them so we know which word you're associating with. Love, sex, hidden agenda. And I'm going to ask you to just keep associating as I speak so you have something to do. You're not going to be bored or ADD. <laughs> As I talk and fill up the space, I'm going to share a little bit with you about my personal story, why I'm so passionate. Yeah. No, you can do all. So do love and then sex, same thing, free association. And the third bracket, hidden agenda. So when you hear hidden agenda, what words, what feelings, sensation do you think of? What? Exactly. What does it mean to you? Yeah. So what, when I say hidden agenda, what do you feel or think about? Do you think secrets or mystery? Yeah. Somebody say, say a few for... What, what was that? Indoctrination. Uh-huh. 
Tyranny. Ooh, that's a good one. Who, who else? Manipulation. Manipulation. Communism, yeah. Weakening? Yeah. Any, anyone else want to share? What, what about sex? Chocolate. Chocolate. Ooh, I like that one. Strength? Delicious. I like that, yeah. You get the idea? So just keep going. If you only have one for each, it's fine. But I want you to use this as an exercise as I communicate because you're going to maybe get an aha moment. That's my intention for you. So in sharing on this topic, I, um, I share on love, sex, and the hidden agenda to heal toxic shame that resides in your body and makes you sick and makes you miserable. So I want to illuminate these mysterious entities that feed off of our sexual energy. I'm going to talk about how I discovered this and why it's so critical for me. So this, our sexual energy is where we get our power, our strength, our passion, our purpose, our drive, our life force, right? It's our happiness. It's the center of where a lot of um, our inner strength comes from. So. As I share my story, keep writing or just listen however you feel, but I want you to just see what you're here to receive today because I'm not here to talk to all of you, but there's a few of you in the room that are going to receive something, and it's, that's my intention. They, or, we're moving towards um, creating more liberation, more joy, more freedom in our body to discover what we're here to do, what we're here to bring forth. So my story, uh, I, it's very long, and I hope not to go off on too many tangents here, but um, there was a pivotal point where this information was dropped into my awareness, and it was in 2003. I was 30 years old. I was on the top of my game and my career. I was a tech consultant, and I had a business in Tokyo and San Francisco, and I lived between both uh, countries working on artificial intelligence and virtual reality. And I was very much um, a mystic. I had teachers and spiritual uh, advisors that I went to for my healing, but this was a secret. I didn't share that with people. That was not something I led with. It was something that was like, let's say a hobby or a fascination from having a lifelong experience of paranormal encounters that guided me to these specific teachers. I was working with a Hungarian mystic, apprenticing under him, and I had a, a very special spiritual teacher in Japan, in Mount Fuji, named Yamada-san. He was a physicist and a meditation teacher, and he was tuning me to psychotronic devices, the zero-point energy field. Has anyone heard of that? Cool. <laughs> Yeah, nice. So I was being attuned to these devices that he created to put you in a, a higher consciousness state, a meditative state, by just turning the frequency. And this was my, I don't know, my, my practice, my personal path. Um, what I wasn't prepared for was when he and my father both died within two weeks of each other. And when they passed, um, Specifically, I was with my. I was in Japan when when Yamada-san got sick. I got the call that my father was also dying. 
I flew back to San Francisco to be with my father when he was leaving his body. And as he left his body, something really uh, incredible happened. I saw the spirit, his, his soul, like a jellyfish, start illuminating as he took his last breath and it left out the top of his head and went up into the ceiling. And as I watched this like miraculous visual effect that was happening, um, as I saw it leave up through the, the roof of the hospital room that we were in, um, three golden packages dropped down out of the ceiling and into my chest. And they were golden packages. Like, they looked like wedding gifts. There were three, like, gift wrapped with bows, and they flew into my chest. It was an ecstatic moment. Um, I was in the room with my family members. Everyone was crying and had their heads down. And I was on top of my father's legs, like, in this sort of weird, um, exalted state. And that moment forever changed uh, my vision, my physical eyes changed from that moment. I couldn't turn off the invisible realms, they were on full time. <laughs> and it was really um, something else. Prior to that, the year prior to that, I had been detoxing my body. I was taking a lot of um, supplements, nutritional supplements to increase, you know, like rewrite, rewrite my DNA and I was 100% sober, I was doing yoga like four hours a day and meditating, so I was already in this like, I guess, preparing for this thing that I didn't know was about to happen. Now mind you, I was a tech consultant and very grounded in business and very attached to my identity as a business owner and a businesswoman and this was extremely uh, uncomfortable to not only share with anyone what was happening to me, but then I had zero interest in business after this. I, I couldn't continue to show up with those clients and I was working with you know, Fortune 500 companies and suddenly I, I thought they were all kind of evil and I had no interest in uh, assisting them in their, in their um, agendas and I had to figure out a new path for myself. And I didn't like what uh, I was being told. So my father and my spiritual teacher, Yamada-san, they spoke to me every day, all the time, nonstop, for the first nine months of their passing. And I was being trained and told what to do. And the story is very long and uh, detailed. But what I was basically hearing was that I could not go back to tech, that I needed to accept these spiritual gifts and that I had this soul mission and that I was meant to bring this forward and I didn't like it at all. It was like, no, they're gonna think I'm a freak, I can't do this. Already my spiritual gifts were informing my business as a psychic or just like I, I would always get these hits about the technology and things that I was working on, but I was not ready to come out of the spiritual closet and say, yes, I'm a, I'm a trans channeler and a medium and, and this is what I do. So. I was trying to control it and it was impossible. I ended up moving way out into nature to live alone with one person who was my best friend at the time. We later married, but he was an Indian guy, a tantric, he comes from a long lineage of tantric masters and he understood what was happening to me and he, I'm so blessed to have met him because he, um, he had the philosophical framework for my experience because he had 
learned that as a child, and it's revered in his culture when someone awakens at that level. I never heard the word kundalini awakening. I had no idea what was happening to me from a, like a language perspective, but I knew exactly what was happening to me because I was being taught and guided by not only my father and my spiritual teacher from the other side, but many entities were training me. I went through a period of nine years of shamanic initiation where every level I got to, another huge level would come and I would have to integrate that. And it was hard. It was really, really hard training. I went to shaman to shaman, searching the world for, for guides and masters that could um, kind of ground me out and just have someone to talk to about it. And I ended up in, moving to India, where I lived for eight years. I went to one guru, and um, I went there for help. But once we talked, he hired me, and he asked me to join him. And he gave me a microphone, and he made me share my story with his community, which was very, very large, millions of people in India. So I, I worked with him, alongside him, for a number of years. And then suddenly, the royal families and the big businessmen were hiring me to uh, be their seer, their consultant, their, their healer. So I started to realize, OK, um, you know, this is all very real, but still, uh, feeling a bit uh, disconnected, like who can I really share this with? And also, what was really disturbing me was the sickness of humanity. <laughs> it was really hard for me to see that much. It, I know there's other seers in this room. Anybody want to come out of the closet? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. It's not. It's a blessing to see, but it's also a curse. You know, it, it can, the things, when you wake up to the other realms, to what we are beyond our human experience, we are multidimensional beings living in multiple realms simultaneously, right? You know, all of you have had some experience of the unseen hand or the God. I, I wrote a book called Synchronicity, Unlock Your Divine Destiny, because I think synchronicity, and thank you for mentioning it, for those of you, Carl. Yeah, thank you, Carl. Um, synchronicity really guides us to unlock the, the magic and the mystery behind our life. We're, we're not here on, on accident. Things aren't a coincidence, right? So I've been helping people. I, I opened a mystery school uh, nine years ago to help people find energetic sovereignty, to clear the, the shadow wounds, the, the deep soul wounds of their their, en their energetic form so that they could hold more of their soul light, so that they could really ground into the body, embody their gifts, and serve with purpose. Because I feel that what's needed right now more than ever are leaders that are conscious, awake, aware, and ethical. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So I've been on this mission to work with business owners um, to help them master their internal forces because we all have uh, entities and energies that vie for our energetic form all the time. We, we all have to fight our own demons, right? And so, for some of us, it's more real and tangible than others. Like not all of you have experiences like mine where I'm thrown across the room at times by an invisible force. and things start happening and it's 
I, I started to share my experience and talk because I realized that we're in a time where many people are waking up. It's like popcorn, right? You don't know when your uh, little seed is going to burst open. And when it does, I want to tell you that your power that you contain within you is so powerful. And there's phases of that awakening, right? Some people wake up and then you've met them. They think that they're the next Messiah, right? <laughs> they, they go around thinking they can, they, oh, let me read you, let me heal you. Oh, I see your ancestors. And this is, in, in the mystic tradition I was trained, this is not okay. But it's when it happens to you and you start awaken, awakening to these levels, there's an excitement and there's a level of feeling you know, out of control with it. You, it takes time to master your energy. It takes time to go through these phases of development where you go from being apprentice of your own energy system, your own powers, your own gifts, to then become um, a um, adept and then a mentor, right? So when you can, when you can repeat your gifts, so I know many of you here, you're lucid dreamers, right? People, astral travel, astral projectors in the room. Yeah, a few of you. Yes, thank you. So it takes time to master those gifts. Like the, the first few times it happens, anyone here have premonition dreams? Yeah, really not fun, right? Um, it takes time to, to master that gift to know, to control it, right? So in the beginning, it happens to you, and you feel a, a bit of a victim to it, like it's just happening. You're, you're having these images, or you go to an event, and you start seeing things in the room, you're like, whoa, is this real? Um, maybe I'm a little bit crazy, right? But then when it start, you start tracking that, and over time, you realize that there's something to this, and it's informing you, and then you can start to find your mastery over it, to turn it on and off. I spent um, a couple of years living deep in rural nature because in nature I could recalibrate to the trees. To Nature is not lying, but human beings are all contorted. So whenever I was in a room like this, in the very beginning of my awakening, it was extremely uncomfortable because I didn't know what truth to react to. So I could see so many things in the field. Um, I could hear the thoughts. I could see the ancestors. I could see the, the pain in the body. I could see the fears, the wounding. But what they were saying out of their mouth when I would say, oh my God, how are you? Because like something's there. Um, what they said was nothing to do with what was actually being said in the information field between us. So I trained myself to only watch the mouth and respond to the mouth because anything else I said made the person cry or shake or have some kind of experience that was uncomfortable for them and for me. So over my nine years of shamanic initiations, I tuned my body. I, I went through five years of um, being celibate, abstaining from sex. So now we're getting it back to the sex, right? Like why? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, finally, talk about something exciting. Okay, so when, um, when I had this awakening right after my father passed, um, the first sexual encounter I had after that was with this Indian man that I was with for many years. And um, it, something different happened. Like he awakened this kundalini energy in my body. I had a 24-hour orgasm. 24 hours, very uncomfortable, 
very not fun. It was fun for the first five minutes, like woo -hoo -hoo, and then like it's still going. I mean, most people orgasm for what a few seconds, I think, right? What's that? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, yeah, yeah, right. You can get those heightened states. So um, from that first experience, um, there was no more orgasming after that because. What was happening every time I tried to have sex was I was getting nightmares, nightmares. Like I was seeing myself as a child and being molested. I would end every session in tears, shaking, and totally confused what was happening to me. And I know there's a lot of women in here who've had this experience after sex, and it's maybe not very comfortable. It's like, why am I crying? I yell. I thought it was fun, but I could not control the visuals that were moving through my mind. So as I, from my training, I was astute enough to know, okay, this happens when someone has had abuse in their past. But then I wasn't unsure if it was my abuse because I didn't have conscious abuse of the kind of visuals I was seeing. So that led me into this other path of like really uh, I heard my invisible teachers tell me you need to clear the the root chakra you need to work here because your soul cannot descend fully with all this trauma there were things that happened to you in your unconscious childhood ages to purposefully um, distort your energy so you don't have access to all your power and I was like, okay, maybe that's true, maybe that's not true, but let me experiment with that and let me meditate on it. And that's when I started to see a lot of weird things, like in the sexual realm, like when you reach orgasm or anyone who's engaged in sexuality starts to, you know, you start to peak, you start to have a spiritual experience, right? It starts to feel really good and you're connecting in this, you know, place where there's no speaking, there's telepathy, there's breath. Well, that realm is the astral realm, the first level of that. You have to pass through the astral realm to get to the other levels of, of consciousness. And I noticed there was this entity, this parasitic looking thing in the astral realm, siphoning off anyone who was having sex in my building in San Francisco at that time. And I started, it freaked me out to see it. And I just kept questioning and wondering why, you know, why am I seeing this? Is this real? Show me more. And I kept questioning this experience. Um, three years ago, I started my podcast called Love, Sex, and the Hidden Agenda um, to, to talk about this because I wanted to share what I was finding. And from starting that podcast, it was very scary for me. I didn't tell anyone I was doing it for the first year. The second year, I told my clients and friends. Um, and now it's, you know, out there publicly and you'll hear all about my sexual life and more about this entity. But from that, doing that and making it public, a lot of people have um, reached out to me telling me that they've seen something similar and they didn't understand it. And so I've been having this kind of um, group researchers who are also seers, people who've woken up to this experience. Um, to share stories and to share how we're dislodging or unplugging from this parasitic control. But how that parasite works is it implants memories, maybe fake, maybe real, uh, into your mind when you're in a sexual state. Most of it is perverted and, and distorted, and it is causing a huge distortion in the planet. So I started to 
think, well, how do, how do I purify that? For me, it was many years of trusting, re, repatterning my own sexual energy through my kundalini. It was a lot of meditation. It was a lot of time in nature, a lot of time away from my computer, a lot of time in silence. Um, to, to really understand my own energy and master it so that it could never be manipulated again. One thing that I found was that uh, in a deep meditation after um, many days of being alone, I was in Mount Fuji at the time, I saw that uh, my teacher always told me to meditate in the, in the heart, not in the third eye. And I had been trained from other um, mystics and stuff to always meditate in the third eye. But my teacher was always in the heart, in the heart. Well, I thought I knew what he was saying for like seven years. I thought I was meditating in the heart until one day when, when it actually awakened and I turned on a light in the center of my chest and I saw my field, this ener energy field, which is the morphogenetic field, which I learned is your sovereign energetic field. We all have this field. Every entity has this field. Now we know through physics it's been mapped. Um, the, the Heart Math Center talks about a lot of that toroidal field, right, that's informing. It's the information field that informs what you look like. It informs your health. It informs everything that moves into your field. So it, it can be a, a thought form. Um, it could be an entity. It could be anything that is coming towards you that once it enters your field, it's there orbiting in you. And then it can go into deeper levels from the morphogenetic field to the energetic field and then into your physical body. So once I saw the field, then I saw, oh, this is, I started seeing all these dents in my field. I started seeing all these points, like spin points, they're called, where energy was moving in and out. And I started to manipulate it through this kind of meditative movement dance practice. And I found that I could unwind my shadow body, all these kinks, and like I would meditate and I would feel my arm and my neck and everything twisted and I would open my eyes to look in the mirror to see, am I really like this or is it just a ghost body? So I got, I got a training about the shadow body, the body double, they're ancient Egyptian practices. But we all have a place where we store these pains. We store this, uh, like, traumas that have happened to us. And it's not just this life. So, like, you know? Um, it was many years. So here we are now, love, sex, and the hidden agenda. I just want to take a breath, check in with you all. I have no idea what time it is or how long I've been talking. But um, I want to show you the the container. I want you to have an experience to feel it. So, five minutes? Ten? Fifteen, thank you. Um, I want to show you an experience of your container. So, if you guys can just close your eyes or even just look down, or if you want to keep your eyes open, just focus only on yourself, right? Imagine there's no one next to you. You're in a white space. It's just you, your breath. And if you were to outstretch your arms, a little bit beyond your outstretched arms is the edge of your morphogenetic field. So you know how big that would be, right? I want you to imagine yourself inside that bubble of energy. This is your field. 
and see if you can just center yourself. Center yourself right, right in the center. Some of you are kind of pushed to one side of your bubble. I want you to notice if that's you. And just see if you can gently like adjust. You know, it's like a balance board, right? So you can kind of just move around and find the center point. There's a, there's a point in the center which holds your vertical alignment. And just notice the edge of your container. You can imagine whatever you want. It, this all works. Your imagination is the screen in which energy speaks to you. So just notice what the edge, the skin of your field looks like. Is it like a membrane? It could be a metal. It could be glass. Whatever. Whatever comes to you, just go with that. Trust whatever inspiration, intuitive imaginings appear. And just notice the outside edge, like scan the whole, the whole container above, below, to the sides. Nice. And if you want to, you know, draw your energetic field while you're feeling this, if you notice something, feel free to do that. Sometimes drawing or doodling helps activate the meditative space, so whatever works for you. But I want you to practice your breath as I'm going to continue here. So I want you to imagine below you this grounding cord that's like a wormhole opening up right underneath where you're seated that's larger than your field, than this orb, this circle of energy. So you're burrowing down through the layers of the soil, the rock, the water, deep, deep, deep into the earth. We're going all the way to the crystal iron core. It's below the lava. There's this magnetic iron core that's just, you want to lock into that like a big grounding plug. And just travel back up. Feel that energy. Sometimes your body might get heavier, more dense. Your breathing might slow down. Those are all really good signs. Another good sign is that you won't want to move. You'll feel very heavy. This grounding cord is essential for you to recalibrate your field, to heal any traumas or tears in your energetic fabric so that you can actually embody your own soul essence. So we're going to call in the light of 10,000 suns, the brightest light, the source of energy to shine down through the heavens, to enter into the top of our field and just recalibrate our entire morphogenetic field with our divine blueprint, our soul blueprint, your unique imprint of your soul. And just feel your soul landing. Many of you, your souls are not in your body. They're hovering. Some, a lot of you, it's like behind and above. 
See if you can just ground your soul, ask it to enter and attach to your organs. Let it drop down into your legs and feet. And let this golden light recalibrate and restructure your whole field so you're perfectly in the center, your whole bubble's illuminated and being restructured to your human potential, your soul potential. And in the center of your chest, I want you to bring all that energy from the earth and from the, the sun to activate like a diamond light right in the center of your chest and see if you can expand that out just to the edge of your field, not more. Some of you want to blast out or expand, but we're not doing that right now. Just, just filling your container with your own presence. This is your sovereign energy. This, this energy, you're the only one who can command and control that energy unless you give it up, unless you allow other people, entities, programs, thought forms to run on you. So anytime you want to recalibrate, turn this light on in your chest, feel your vertical alignment, the connection to the earth, calling in your divine blueprint, it's a very quick way, very effective way to recalibrate. So you can uh, sit, stay there and feel it. I encourage you to draw. I encourage you to remember anything you saw in this moment. If there's anything inside you that feels shameful, anything connected to your sexuality that you either feel guilty about, ashamed that it happened to you, victimized, perpetrated, whatever that is, I want you to bring the light down into those parts and just allow it to dissolve. Allow this light to restore your seat of power. Beautiful. So I encourage you before you open your eyes to just take a moment to anchor that in. You can bring your hands together, rub them together, and then place them over your eyes to just take a moment before you open your eyes. It's a very sensitive time to move between these uh, realms. Access to your spiritual gifts is a muscle. We all have them. We all have access to them. It's a muscle we need to train, and it's very sensitive. The muscle that we most need to protect is in the back of our head, where I talked about my father leaving his body. This is our bridge between the realms. Energy can come in or go out there, and when we move from meditation to waking, we want to protect that time. It's just like when you're in a deep dream and asleep and then something startles you awake and you forget your dream and it was spirit information in your dream. So we want to protect that time. It's very precious. It's like the sunrise and the sunset. These are auspicious moments where the veils are thin and we can build the bridge. We can build that um, 
that level of dropping down, of really activating who we are, what we're here to do. So thank you for um, doing that exercise with me. It's uh, a pleasure to share that. It, I talk more about that in my book, Synchronicity. It's on my website, of course, knowtheself.com. Um, I want to take a moment to collect your paper. Gurun Shan, can you grab the papers? I want to hear what you guys wrote on your free association, if you don't mind just passing them in. I encourage you to take time after we end today to just honor whatever you felt, whatever this activated in you. If you want to reach out to me, of course, I, I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. I have group work. I also have a free seminar series coming up specifically for the next gen CEOs. It's called Leadership Squared. And I hope those of you who have your own business will join me. It's totally free. Um, it'll be live in a few weeks time. Um, yeah. Thank you. Is there any questions? Any? Yeah, Leticia. Hello? Yeah. Um, so, my sister, thank you for sharing all that. That was uh, absolutely fascinating. Um, thank you for having the courage to share your, uh, you know, slightly outside of the ordinary journey with the rest of us. Um, I've had my own spiritual experiences over the years and uh, I can relate to what you're sharing. Um, I don't want to get into the details, but I, I'm with you. I, I, and I appreciate what you're sharing. Um, my question is, um, and I thought it very interesting that you, you discovered that there were, you know, at least one parasitic entity um, that is sort of <laughs> um, you know, the, these nether realm entities that would uh, essentially uh, live off our sexual energy. And I guess the logical question from that would be, first of all, are they even affecting us? Is your, is your opinion that the existence of those entities, because if they're, listen, if they're there, they're feeding off of it, but they're not affecting us, I don't even have They're you controlling know? us. Oh, I see. Okay, so that's your insight. They, oh. um... they want to live through you. And so the only way that they have access to you is by you uh, accepting them at a conscious or unconscious level. So there's ways that you give away your rights, just like you give away your right when you get the jab, right? <laughs> or when you take the loan and all those things. You know, like, do you uh, agree to our privacy policy or whatever that is? You, you're agreeing every time you're interacting with these entities. The thing is, most of us are unconscious of those entities in our space. And it could be that your ancestors agreed to something in some sort of ritual once upon a time, and that is an agreement of karmic tie, a bloodline. It can, it can show up as a curse. It's, it's quite complicated. There, I, I spent many years depossessing a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of different ways it shows up in our life. Um, most common is just depression, <laughs> uh, low energy, um, being unable to like, know what you're here to do or what your purpose is. Like, that's the most common. That's the, the slow level because there's a, we're in the matrix, right? It's that haze. And this 
this arrangement of these entities on our planet, they're not from our universe. And they came thousands of years ago. And it all sounds really far out until you have a personal experience and it's so strong that it shakes you to your core and then you start realizing, oh shit, like this isn't just my imagination. And then when you have repeated experiences and work with people, you know, for me it's uh, 20 years now of a lot, doing this work almost every day, um, working with, and when you work with other seers and other people who are coming online and it's exactly the same, they start to notice these things. Um, I believe we're at a time where we need to take back our power, right? Yeah, right? That's what we're all doing here, right? We're here to like say, fuck that. I'm not agreeing to you siphoning off my energy. I am a sovereign being. And the only way you can start is when you first, the only place you're responsible is your morphogenetic field. The only place you have control over is your field. It's not your company or your family or the people around you. You can try. I tried. I ran 14 eco communities and I tried to work in groups. I tried. Um, I had seven different companies. I was trying to change the world outside. I was trying to heal my family of their ills. I was trying to heal all these people. I, I don't do that direct healing work anymore because I realize it's not serving anybody. We have to know how to access our own energy field. We need to know how to master our own energy and clear these entities that we all carry. It's not unique to some people. We all have them. Some of them are more extreme. Some of them result in psychosis or split personalities and all of that. Right. So I guess my question is, uh, I realize that you obviously have coaching that you do more extensive, but is there one quick tip that you could give us to uh, protect ourselves, protect our energy field from these uh, parasitic entities. Absolutely, thank you for asking. Because I have a free meditation. Um, it comes with my book. My book goes into more description about how to do that, how these, when, when you start to activate your star seed, which is what I uh, just did with you, that's, that's your actual galactic signature that lives in your chest. When you activate your multi-dimensional self in your body, shit gets real like you dr you drink the red pill right like it opens you to these levels of consciousness and in that phase you need to to practice this technique of vertical alignment and activate you ha you have to exercise with that so i have a 11 minute meditation it's totally free it's on my website you can grab that it's uh, know the self.com when you sign up to my email list wherever there's an opt-in you will get that as a gift um Mike, the guy behind the video right there, just did an awesome, he's a, a, a rapper and an amazing uh, artist. He just remixed my meditation in rap. It's fucking awesome. So if you prefer that style, I'll, I'll make sure I get that to you guys. Um, you can make your own way of doing it. It can be a, a five second exercise, a five minute exercise. It's important that you just are aware of it. So your soul heard me today. I'm talking, I was talking to your soul when I did the activation, this entrainment. You have the codes inside you. It's your birthright. You, it, it lives in you. It's not new. I'm just activating it. So share it with other people. Tell them to get the book if they want more direction. Get my, get my I have a 20 minute video that really goes into more specifics so you can hold it. But if you can hold that for one minute a day, you're going to start to remember why you're here. You're going to 
get that passion and zest for your life that's going to be like unstoppable, right? Um, and it, it could come with some, you know, every expansion has a contraction, right? So there are spiritual emergencies that happen when we start to activate, depending on what you're here to do. So, you know, reach out to me. I'm here to support, and it's a pleasure to, to speak to you in this way. Yeah. Um, Come back time. As soon as, I, as soon as I learned about Lush, yeah. it sort of stopped my freedom in sex because my mind is going, oh, I don't want to feed the Lush. I don't want to feed that energy. And I know we've been trained since we were small. I'm sorry. I know we've been trained since you were small, sexy, and fit into society, and the whole thing, and create the louche, and I realized that's what we're doing, and then I had children, I was like, well, what am I doing that for, you know, I'm a mother, and now it's like, I don't want to feed them, so it kind of, it's really hard to balance that, with yeah. having enjoyment now. It is, yeah, we, we have to recalibrate to our innocence, and our purity, and our love, and sexuality, unfortunately, has been so distorted and perverted that it takes time to do that. She mentioned the louche. It's a, I know that as an elemental being. Um, I'm talking about a, a different entity, but there's many entities that we can activate. Um, do the exercise, like learn how to control your energy, master it, cycle it, and when you, when you do that, you'll recalibrate your sexuality to a healthy, wholesome, exciting, healing, juicy way, but it takes, it takes time depending on how much trauma, how much you're, you're clearing. I think I'm at time, yeah, right? Don't, yeah. Don't mix up sex with porn. Yeah, yeah, porn it's, is it's, the entity. <laughs> they, they love that. completely uh, takes your energy. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're kind of hooked in and addicted to that parasite in so many ways, so it's a detox process. So, yeah, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm on Instagram, knowtheself is my handle, knowtheself.com. And, yeah, thank you, Mike. Thank you, uh, Mikhail, for inviting me to speak and all of you. I, I love this community. And I do want to say one thing I didn't say is that um, I've lived in Playa for three years, and when I arrived, you know, this is a city of like sin and debauchery and perversion, right? It's like sex trafficking's going on and it's just, you know, daytime drunkenness and, you know, I'm completely sober life. And I thought, why, Spirit? Why am I here? But a year ago or during this pandemic, when you all started to arrive and you arrived and Bobby arrived, thank you, and uh, many of you who are community leaders, Phil, um, you guys, Leticia, you, you all bring an energy here that I really needed. And it's, it, we've created this beautiful community here that's um, bringing positive change. So thank you. Yeah, the wind is my friend. I'll shut up. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>